Hello friends, this is the Daily Edify with Jeff Lane, a place to get spiritually grounded and into alignment with the flow of love each weekday morning. In each episode, we'll focus on a spiritual practice, a poem, a book, a sacred text, something that can empower us to be more fully alive to the gift that is the day before us. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is about a book that husband and wife duo Benjamin and Rosamund Zander wrote several years ago, I think in the year 2000, entitled The Art of Possibility, Transforming Professional and Personal Life. Benjamin is the conductor of the Boston Philharmonic Orchestra, where he's been for several years, and an innovative strategist. Rosamund is a family therapist and consultant. And in this book, they, which I first discovered, by the way, at a clergy retreat, this was probably 10, 10 12 years ago, uh, we were getting together to talk about um, creativity and innovation, which uh, I don't know about your field or industry, but those words <clears throat> get used a lot, and some of us have uh, kind of a complicated relationship uh, with them. But uh, this particular retreat was focusing on possibility, uh, which I found to be uh, more accessible, more more inspiring, more open-ended. And we watched a couple of videos uh, of Benjamin and Rosamund teaching, and we read a little bit of the book ahead of time. Uh, but what I want to talk about with you is is one of the practices called Rule Number Six. Um, in particular. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to mention a couple other things about the book. Uh, this this book is, they, they write from their personal experience very intimately about personal conquests that they accomplished in their daily lives um, by engaging in what, what they refer to as the, the art of possibility, uh, which for them is, you know, akin to stepping away from the um, the sort of muddled details of a problem or, or conflict, some fork in the road we've encountered, uh, to, to a place of letting go of their assumptions and exploring the possibilities the situation presents. Uh, it's m- maybe similar to the beginner's mind, the concept we talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, in this book, Art of the Possibility, uh, they lay out 12 transformational practices that, that can help us get unstuck to, to view a situation afresh or look at ourselves or others or the world um, from a different angle. And they've coined phrases that, that capture each of these practices. Let me just tell you about a couple before we talk about rule number six. Um, one of the practices is uh, giving an A, uh, as in a letter grade, giving an A. And that refers to a practice that Benjamin uses with his students. He does a lot of teaching at local colleges and universities. Um, and apparently what he does at the beginning of each semester, he gives each student a top grade and asks only that they write a letter about who they will be, um, you know, six months from now or a year from now after the course ends. He finds, uh, paradoxically, that by automatically receiving an A, most students raise their expectations of their own abilities, uh, musical abilities, and perform at a higher level. A second practice in this book uh, is leading from any chair, uh, which also uh, draws on the orchestral setting, uh, you know, first chair, second chair, third chair. Uh, And this idea of leading from any chair helps us break down the assumption that, you know, leaders are only at the top of the organization. And in fact, we discover that a person can lead, you know, no matter what her or his position is in life or work or family or neighborhood. 
But the practice I want to spend just a few moments on is what they call rule number six. And I know this is kind of evasive, uh, but Benjamin Zander, he says rule number six, which is actually the sixth practice, the sixth chapter in the book. Um, But he says that the gist of it is about not taking ourselves so seriously. And he thinks it's the first rule of of leadership. He he tells this story about uh, two prime ministers who are sitting in a room discussing, you know, heady affairs of state. Uh, Suddenly a man bursts through the door screaming and shouting. And the prime minister who's hosting the meeting says to the man, Peter, please remember rule number six. Peter's immediately restored to calm. He apologizes, he bows, he walks out. About 20 minutes later, a, a woman comes flying in. She's also beside herself. And the prime minister says, Maria, please remember rule number six. Maria apologizes and walks out. The visiting prime minister can't contain his curiosity. and He says, my dear colleague, what is this rule number six? The other prime minister says, oh, it's very simple. Don't take yourself so damn seriously. The visitor replies, that's a nice rule. What may I ask are the other rules? The prime minister answers, there aren't any. There aren't any. I don't know about you, friends, but I have a tendency to take myself and my work too seriously, to the point where the work and the way I do it ceases to be a a means to an end, just a way of contributing to the world, and instead becomes an end. But of course, any work, temporary as it is, can't carry that, that weight. I mean, don't get me wrong, seriousness is not bad. I'm a pretty serious person myself, but usually what it means for me is that there's a lot of pressure to to do it right, to perform perfectly, that it all seems to hang on my production as if I'm sort of indispensable for the operation of the world, rather than maintaining, when I'm not in this place of being overly serious, rather than maintaining a playful posture, one that recognizes, yes, I have an integral role to play, an important role to play, but that the true work is way bigger than me, way bigger than any one day. And paradoxically, by holding it more loosely, more playfully, I often end up doing a better job at it. Often when I'm taking myself or my work too seriously, it's because I'm trying to cling to some semblance of control. Uh, you know, I want my work or my relationship or my family or whatever the outcome is I'm seeking, I, I want it to happen. And the way I'm going to make it happen is by uh, clutching to it, clinging to it, um, gripping it, uh, as if that, that's going to protect it or make it more likely uh, to pan out. In fact, the more, the more we're striving, the more we're clinging, uh, sometimes the less likely it is for something to take shape because, of course, it's so much bigger than us. It's so much bigger than our contribution, our work. Our role is to, to come alongside much more than to, to direct or control. There are things we can control, mind you. We can control, for the most part, what we do or say, uh, what we're going to prioritize, what we're going to spend the the tool of our resources, our money on. Those things all matter. But when we're investing the, the work itself, the output, when we're investing it with so much significance, we tend to lose the joy and lose the spontaneity and lose the creativity Lose the art of possibility, as Benjamin and Rosamund Sander would say. 
So friends, I wonder today how this lands with you. Uh, if, if you've been practicing or how you might practice the art of possibility in your own life, whether it's in your spiritual life, in your family life, in your work life, in your neighborhood life, how might you approach it with an art of possibility, viewing it from a different angle perhaps, and especially remembering rule number six, don't take yourself so seriously, but rather approach life, approach the world, approach this day with a playful posture, an open posture, one of awe and wonder and, oh, I wonder what's going to happen today. Wow, I'm so grateful to be here and be a part of it. So friends, may you experience the art of possibility today. I'm certainly going to be working on it here in my neck of the woods. Deep peace to you. If today's podcast has blessed you, provided a tinge of clarity or some nourishment for your spiritual journey, please share it with a friend so that we can create a more inclusive community. Or do you have any feedback for me, any show ideas, something that was particularly helpful or something that could have been better? Please send me an email at thedailyedify at gmail.com. That's in the show notes as well. I'd love to hear from you. Also, please consider rating and reviewing The Daily Edify wherever you get your podcasts. Friends, you are loved and never alone.